Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowen, Pastor Adam Osher continue their discussion on small called articles on the subject of repentance, looking at a New Testament passage and its application. Being Lutheran is sponsored by the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary, establishing students in the eternal and inerrant Word of God for a life of faith in Jesus Christ and faithful service in His kingdom since 1964. To learn more or apply, look at flbc.edu. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bow, and I'm joined by... Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Adam Osier. All right. Uh, good to see you guys again. We are continuing to talk about repentance and uh, in our New Testament episode today. And uh, we're in uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3. And a passage in Scripture that contains one of my favorite insults ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better than the, the Luther generator. Oh, yes. It really, yeah, it really is. Scripture although, is... Although that is Luther, great, too. you had nothing on John the Baptist. Yeah. All right. I, I, you know, I when I preached this passage for Advent a while ago, because John the Baptist is the prophet of Advent, and you get a lot of John the Baptist during Advent mm-hmm. on the gospel lessons, it's, I, I told my congregation a handful of years ago, I said, I should start every sermon by addressing you all as you brood of vipers, <laughs> but I don't think it would go over well. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Although it would be kind of fun to do dramatic reenactment. Yeah, I did it the next week, and they Were chuckled. Were you wearing <laughs> camel hair? Uh, n- no. Good. That uh, would have been disturbing. I don't need PETA <laughs> at my congregation. Which is kind of a possibility in your neighborhood. It went very much so. Yeah. In <laughs> Brett, Brett had Westboro Baptist. Yeah, yeah. You know, pro, Brett's know, been protest enough. <laughs> and, now, uh, and now, yeah, PETA at your church. That's, that's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, nor had Bring I partaken in locusts and honey. Yeah, for good. for my pre worship snack. Nice, love go. it. All right, uh, let's read Matthew three one through ten, and you can grab your Bible, physical copy of it, <laughs> analog or digital, <laughs> analog or digital. Go ahead and make fun uh, of me. I think yeah. it's great. But that when you I beat you all <laughs> in Bible, yeah, in Bible trivia, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm not going to feel bad. Yeah. I will make make note of it. Sounds good. I think it's great that you use your digital Bible to prop up your analog Bible. <laughs> All right. Just read the, <laughs> read the stinking text, Brett, would you? All right. Uh, Matthew 3, uh, 1 through 10 says, In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was who was spoken by, of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, <clears throat> and his food was locust and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Here ends our reading today. Amen. 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 And also, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's hard not to start singing the Handel's Messiah for some of these. Oh, see, yeah. my 90 CCM brain was going in a completely other different Which direction. Which was that? Behold, he comes oh, yes. flying yeah. on the clouds. Riding. Riding, Riding, Riding on, the on the clouds. Not flying and, in the clouds. That the, sounds the, like the end, a, of that, that, the end of the chorus is, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Yeah, you, I, you ruined it for me. I was thinking, every valley yes, yeah, shall no. be exalted. We're on the same track, yeah. No, I yeah. got... I got CCM Galaxy Brain. Sorry. Yeah. So. All right. Sorry. I had to get I had to get Jason's whatever that was out of my mind. He's ruining music. These are one podcast at a time. Days of Elijah. Yes. All right. John the Baptist here, coming and preaching repentance. I remember as a young pastor, I tried to be all fire and brimstone for like a confirmation picture and. Some of the, the I would like to see that. Yeah. Show it, me your fire and brimstone face it, right it, now. It was not. I don't have it. No, really. I, I don't have it. No, nope, no. Nope. Yeah. This is where we need visual episodes. Of it's this funny podcast. because our topic for lunch today, we were talking about resting angry face, and Brett, you just couldn't pull it off. <laughs> like, like when I have no emotion and I'm deep in thought, people think I'm angry. Yeah, it's uh, your face. When when, uh, when Brett has no emotion and he's deep in thought, they think the Pope's already canonized him. <laughs> You're too kind. Oh, Brett the pure in heart. All right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> Brett the valiant. He's got the the fire fire and brimstone going on here, mm. right? Yeah, repent. Repent. Yeah. It's, well, I, you know, <laughs> all I'm thinking of right now is Brett out there. You know how like they have the parodies of like you know biblical times. You know, some I think of ones that people shouldn't watch, like Life of Brian or those kinds of things, <laughs> and, and the parodies of of the Bible times. And I see Brett as John the Baptist, and he's just too stinking happy. You know, like, hey guys, you brood of vipers. You know, just a big smile on his face. That's what I had there, Brett. That's what he led me to. If we if we had gotten around to doing video for the Being Lutheran podcast, this would absolutely be a short that would be released. Yes, very quickly. (laughs) So, (laughs) this is Brett's angry face right here. He's like, "Shut up, guys! Stop talking about me." Brett's angry face looks like side eye for those who want to know, with a smile. Yeah. So we there's a couple points that need to be addressed. We, We I mean. I just want to preach this passage because it's such yeah. a beautiful passage. Yes. But uh, first, making sure we tie back to Article 3, Part 3 of the Small Called Articles here, is this is where the command to repent comes into play. This is the passage that really lifts that out. Is It's, it's not a suggestion, and it's not a this naturally occurs, is that in Scripture, the command to repent is, in fact, a part of the preaching of the law. Mm-hmm. That this is, this is an imperative. Repent. And then he immediately gives us the reason and hmm. that because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a twofold application to that purpose statement or that, that causal statement. One is that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is imminent and you're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Two, the kingdom of heaven being at hand is that it is available and that you have access to it. Mm-hmm. And that's a gospel yeah. application. Yeah. Yep. And that's true then, yep. in, in the first coming of Christ. It's also true in the eschatological sense yep. after his ascension, you know, in his, his imminent return. You know, it's that constant, it's a constant reminder. But there's also, like you said, the gospel is there's a place to go. 
Yep. There's a place now where when we say to repent, uh, you know, to, to feel you know, the God-given contrition, right? Now, the passive contrition that we talked about weeks ago, you know, it, uh, for our sin, we have all of a sudden th- this kingdom of heaven, you know, do that, feel, feel horrible, but... The, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And yeah, there's a two-sided coin to that. I like that. But my mind goes to the gospel side. And, you know, there's a place to go now with your sin. Yep. And, and that's entirely appropriate. But we, we would do well to consider the deep theological application that the imminence of God and therefore the imminence of judgment day goes hand in hand with the availability of the gospel. They come from the same source. And that's why the gospel is so sweet. Right. I don't know when this is going to be released. I, I you know, we, we should actually think yeah. about that more often, but I'm yeah. not sure about yeah. the exact date of the release. We're, we're doing this yep. we're, we're, yeah, a handful of weeks out. Of November, yeah. This will be this right be, around Christmas. I, I'm thinking like, this December. is a very Adventy, obviously, yep. Yep. you know, concept is this idea. I, I once preached a sermon similar uh, you know on this idea of uh and, and the title of the sermon was Christmas is coming Christ is coming and the 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 language you know Christmas is coming to a lot to kids it's exciting right or yeah, a lot of us too you know if you like Christmas season it's great it's exciting people like Christmas and whatever but for other people who haven't done their shopping you know Christmas is coming is like a, a form of stress I said Christ is coming there's yeah. there's two sides to this Christ is coming uh the whole idea of advent right as as I think this is the season we would be in right uh when this airs, the the idea of Christ coming for some is one of terror. It's it's one of absolute c- concern, right? But for the you know, Christ coming is also a gospel sent you know side for those who you know who who know have trusted Him, who've who found salvation in His forgiveness. And so there's two sided coin to everything. Oh, we we Brett just pulled up an angry face. Wow! Can <laughs> we actually, post that? We got to post uh, that to the. Uh, can you send it to me? And it'll be the uh, uh, image for this episode. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be fine. And it's, yeah. and it's even in the pulpit of a. It's it's Advent, yeah. right? And an angry Brett firing brimstone <laughs> actually looks like he's singing an Italian opera. The pyramids are 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 the uh, yeah. Is that Lent or Advent? I love this. There you go. Yeah. You can. I'll send it to you. Sweet. Yeah. Well, so I want that real, to be my wallpaper. Do, do you read <laughs> that? Of, it's on my lock screen on my phone. Yeah, it's lock screen on my phone from now on. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to. No, it's it's very adventy. It's it's. V- I like that phrase, by the yeah. way. Adventy. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's again that tension between law and gospel explains the nature of repentance. I, I, I think is is how we want to kind of bring this in that. Uh, the command to repent, you're repenting because of your sins, because you are in error, because you are under the judgment of God, but you're repenting because the forgiveness of sins is available. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've talked about this multiple times, but it's good to keep bringing up uh, the the concept of repentance, of the confession of sin is the most foreign, ridiculous concept to the sinful nature you can possibly imagine unless there's the expectation of the forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. Why on earth would you acknowledge, admit, confess to an all-perfect, all-holy, all-knowing God who has revealed he is angry and wrathful towards our sins? Why would you say, yeah. And who has caused you to be grieved over it, right? In the the proper passive contrition sense of the word, right? Yeah, there's no reason you would do that unless you have the expectation that he's gracious and merciful. Yeah, exactly. I mean, otherwise it's cruelty. Yep. You know, it's absolute cruelty. This and, and interestingly enough, Jason, in a practical sense, 
this is exactly what you know we've we've shared our common history right jason and i share a common history and some of the the law oriented tendencies that we were you know exposed to at, at times in our lives that was the thing for me I knew the idea of repentance was not in question for me. I didn't doubt that there was a God. I didn't doubt that he had rules. I didn't doubt that I'd broken him. I didn't doubt that I had grieved him and that grieved me. But I I stopped there. I I didn't, I didn't recognize, well, Jesus is, yeah, he did. He did. You know, he died for the good people, but not me, you know? And there was that constant reminder. It's a constant failure to get from one point to the next, that the kingdom of heaven was at hand. And that for those who believe it's a good thing. Yeah. What, what my fear was, what I've realized over the years is my fear was I knew I was a sinner and I was afraid my sins were going to be constantly held against me. Mm-hmm. both by my earthly spiritual authorities and by God. Mm-hmm. And in the only way that I could get around that was to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's what was mm-hmm. killing me mm-hmm. is that I was trying to cancel out my bad behavior with my good before God mm-hmm. so that, that if the good outweighed the bad, then he'd be willing to cancel what I couldn't account right. for. But I also had the expectation because the, the gospel was used only for conversion and the law was used only for Christians. I also had the expect- expectation that if I admitted to the spiritual authorities in my life that I was a sinner, that they were going to beat me down with that every step of the way. And for good reason that, you know, I think all three of us, but Adam and you and I certainly have had spiritual authorities in our lives that would have absolutely done that to us. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and that's very different from bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Well, and, and the, boy, what a great conclusion to this mm-hmm. section. Because it, it again, it feels like fire and brimstone. I mean, John's really hammering to mm-hmm. use last week's theme, <laughs> the Pharisees. Yeah. But but what it allows us to do on a systematics level is to you know kind of move against the generic American church. The fruit isn't the repentance. Mm-hmm. The fruit flows from the repentance, yeah. you know, in keeping yeah. yep. the, the, the Baptistic wing of the church, I think regularly gets that confused. How so? That, that your good works, mm-hmm. that your fruit are your repentance, hmm. mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think to be gracious or to be patient, cause I have a lot of friends in that end of the church and I don't doubt their salvation. And I think we would be very public and uh, agreeable about our disagreements, but I think what they're trying to teach is that the fruit is the evidence of the repentance, but it so very quickly becomes the fruit is the repentance. Or, cannot, or the root right. of yeah. repentance, you know, yeah. is yeah. is the, you know, rather than right. which the gets, fruit. Yeah, which gets back to, you know, taking away assurance uh, no, it, in that. It robs you of assurance because it turns you inwards. It's that mm-hmm. curvatus ense, being yeah. cur- curved in on yourself. And that's the problem. It's like, we... Lutherans, we need to do a better job of celebrating fruit, of talking about the fruit Mm -hmm. of the Spirit. But one thing we do really well is that we're able to teach in good conscience and regularly throughout history that the tree, it's not by the tree's effort that the fruit is produced. Mm -hmm. That, you know, there's not apple trees in Washington where uh, you go out in the middle of the night and they're going, all right, (laughs) I'm going to get another apple out tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not just working that through. (laughs) All sorts of images come with that. (laughs) But... Yeah. <laughs> Once again, just glad we don't have video in here. Yeah. But the, I mean, is that not how uh, yeah. Christian fruit is taught that it's produced? It's by our straining and yeah. by our effort yep. rather than, you know, that it flows out of our identity. Right. You've been forgiven. Yep. You're a good tree. You're going to be fruit. And guess where we're going with this? This is vocation. Mm-hmm. And this is the part of vocation that we don't do well talking about. It's that larva dei. Yeah. 
yep. where God Before, hides your God yep. hides Himself in your good works for your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And what John does in his law preaching, even as he's made the gospel available in verse two, but in his law preaching, he's like, your good works need to be oriented to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And he's not explicit and he's not detailed, but that's what he's saying because the Pharisees and the Sadducees are in his sight and everything they did, their good works were for them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that whole, because the very next part is don't presume and say we have Abraham as our father, which is kind of code for the idea that I belong to the right club. You know, I'm, yep. I'm nationally, you mm-hmm. know, affiliated correctly. I'm in the right, you know, I've got, I've got my ducks in a row. You know, that's not, that's not going to cut it. I, and the other thing, this is a side note. Can I go, can I go off, off base a little <laughs> no, bit here? I've been doing it for 320 yeah. episodes so <laughs> okay. far. You're fine. But my, my whole thing is, is, you know, God is able to raise up uh, stones uh, from these stones, children for Abraham. That's that's a whole interesting theology. I was too, going exactly of, where you're of going. The with nation this. nation of Israel, like who is who are the children of God? Who is Israel? For instance, as you look at this, and so it's like the idea: if you are baptized into Christ, that is, you know, you have you have repented. You know, you've been crushed by your sin and driven to the cross. There you are. You are now a child of Abraham. Galatians three twenty nine. Right. The whole the whole you know for those who've been you know put on Christ. Uh, or been baptized into Christ are children of Abraham, that whole passage. Yep. Uh, I think I've misquoted that, but I, I got nope. the gist uh, anyway. But yeah, it, it's it's absolutely interesting, the identity of who are, you know, it has nothing to do with affiliation. It has nothing to do with your denomination mm-hmm. or your, your background or your, you know, your familial history or whatnot. It has everything to do with uh, who God crushes with the law and restores with the gospel. Yep. I was going exactly where you're going, so you really don't have to feel wow, bad because yeah. I'm not going to feel bad about How it. about but that? Yeah. yeah in, in my teaching on eschatology against the end times alarmists, I always open up by saying God is not concerned about dirt or DNA when mm. it comes to yep. the gospel. Yep. Right? We're not worried about the specific land in the Middle East, nor are we worried about genetics. Mm. Is that theologically, from Genesis 3.15 all the way through the end of Revelation, Israel, the sons of God, is about being the children of the promise. Children of the yeah. promise, yeah. Yep. Right? Yep. And Ro- Romans yep. 9. You know, it's mm-hmm. not... You all know, who the, are Israel are not is from mm-hmm. Israel. But he also says, you know, for descended from the child of promise. Yep. I, yep. It's from Isaac too. that the yep. blessing comes and not, you know, who he was the child of promise, even though he came later. It has nothing to do with genealogy. It has everything to do with the promise. Yep. And, and this passage is one of the passages that help obliterate that because yeah. God... God can, mm-hmm. from the stones, create children for Abraham. When yep. taken as a whole, yep. the scriptures don't allow for it. It just, it's, it's insane for me. And, 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 and recently and in, 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 you know, current events, you know, it, there's a lot of attention on Israel uh, on the, the physical piece of land, yep. you know, the real estate in the Mediterranean, it, it, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I don't want to see people suffer. I don't want to, but, but to say that there's significance, that this is exactly God is getting ready to set up a temple in, in Jerusalem again and, you know, establish his kingdom. Jesus is going to come reign physically and then Satan's going to come back. I, I, I understand those passages in Revelation, how they're interpreted, but, but the whole of scripture, as you look at this, it, it, the, the, the promises to, you know, to, to Eve 
right? That, you know, her offspring would crush the head of Satan's offspring. Well, it's actually a promise to Satan, actually. You know, that, that, <laughs> Which is uh, delightful. Yeah, I'm going to promise you, son. Let me tell you a story. Her offspring is going to crush your, you know. Uh, you know, And that whole picture of, of, you know, from that point, Abraham's blessing, right? The family, yep. Yep. The, the land, the blessing. All of those things are 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 are, are fundamentally culminated in Christ. And All of God's promises are yes. And everything's in yes in Him, and so you have the the promise of you know the family. How are we brought, we're brought into the family of God when He puts water on our head and says you know I baptize you into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Welcome to the family, kid. You know it, it's like that whole picture of uh, all of a sudden now it has nothing. It has everything to do with Christ and the child of promise, yep. who is it has nothing to do with the fact that you know I'm Jewish, and 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 that whole that whole picture. It's like well, we're not second rate either. It's like well the Jewish Christians are really the Christians. And the Gentile Christians just should be lucky they're in. That's how people interpret Romans 9 through 11 as well. That's just not right. It's just not at all. We are full-blooded children. And when he puts that water on our head and says, welcome to the family. Yeah, let's spell this out. I think it's worth walking through because it'll have tremendous, tremendous repentance application at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this whole children of Abraham thing. And you brought in baptism, which is a really good Lutheran distinctive that helps with this. Okay, Mm -hmm. so Jesus... In Isaiah is the true Israel, mm-hmm. that the, the message of the prophets culminated by the message of Isaiah is that Israel failed as the child of God, and that is their heritage, their actual spiritual genetic heritage from the first Adam mm-hmm. is that they failed as the child of God. So the servant song, starting with the first servant song, working through up until, uh, and uh, especially Isaiah 53, mm-hmm. Jesus is the true Israel. You are right to bring in baptism at that point in time because all who have been baptized have been clothed in Christ, have been clothed with Christ's righteousness. So now our identity because of baptism is literally wrapped in Jesus Mm -hmm. to the point when God sees us as his adopted children, he sees Jesus in our place. And so that everything Christ has done, he has done for us and in our place and it counts as we have done it. Everything Christ paid, he has done for us and in our place and it counts that we have paid it. Yeah. And so, so we go back to all of this, and we are now a child of the promise. This is what takes us back to Matthew chapter, or Matthew chapter three, verse two: "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Mm-hmm. Is that those promises that are yes and amen in Jesus? Those promises are yours in repentance. Yeah, and now. Yep. That, not there, there's a, obviously an, an S catalog, an end to the end. Already times, and not yet. But already yeah. and not yet. Already we have those promises. Already we are clothed in Christ, and and that that picture of robing, you know, because that's what baptism is. is yep. Baptism is is robing us with Christ, bringing us into the family of God, declaring us as part of the name. Part of Hashem, right? The the name, and and you have that that family connection. But it, it's an image, right? You've talked about the robe before. You know the robe in the garden where God clothed Adam and Eve, and we we've gone through the the whole picture of, yeah, of the robe of righteousness. That's you know ours. The priestly and, yeah. ephod, the Joseph's uh, robe. Yeah, it's yeah, all, all the way through, through the, the the robe, robe, robe. And that, but but the one, and I don't remember if you talked about this when you've talked about that progression of robe in in throughout the scriptures. But the the robe that that God, uh, you know. 
the illustration in the prodigal son mm -hmm. is like he comes in and he gets this new robe like it's it's a confirmation that this prodigal had come home he has this you know he, he, he repented right the law had crushed him and he went to the only place that he knew he could find any sort of respite which is the father and he gets a new robe and he gets a ring he gets all of the blessings so the blessings that Abraham were promised that we're looking for it's like oh we're going to get land and real estate in the Mediterranean I think there's some better land out there and I think you know that that whole idea that the heir being an heir with Christ is the idea that the father has land for us but it never promises real estate in the in the uh, Mediterranean he promises us a you know a, a heavenly kingdom he promises us a, a promised land uh, you know that is described in the book of Hebrews all of uh, so from from start to finish this whole picture of who is a child of Abraham is a big question and I think we get it so wrong and I, and my question to my students when when they'll push back sometimes well it doesn't mean that we get this you know we're gonna live in Israel and and have all this stuff and I said why would God, why in the world would he go back to types and shadows when he has given yep. you all things in Christ? What did Christ fail to give you? <laughs> what, what more do you need from God that has not already been given you and will culminate one day in the new heavens and the new earth? And, and the yep. prodigal son is such a, 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 an appropriate place for us to end with this and all the imagery of what we're talking about because it, it, it's really a comprehensive theology in parable form. That the prodigal is in the image of the father. He's an actual son. Mm -hmm. Now, you'd be able to tell that. He goes away and he squanders his inheritance uh, and he loses the image. Mm -hmm. Like he becomes emaciated. Uh, he's poor. He's destitute. He's no longer wealthy. He no longer can be identified as a son of the father. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting is that you can preach that parable as a parable about repentance. And it's entirely rich. As you come back, what the son thought he was doing in repentance was entirely inferior to the father's plan for yeah. his repentance. Yeah. Like, let me be a servant. Yeah. And no. He's entirely restored to the family, but it's the, the image that restored to them is the coat. Yeah, I'll bow down and lick your shoes for as long as you want me to. I'll do whatever you ask. No, son. That's not yeah. how we let's get the, hey, the calf, the calf, go get it. You know, like, yeah. we got to kill that thing. It's a party. And interestingly enough, you talk about the, the, the brood of vipers. He's, he's looking at the Pharisees. That's a context. The older brother. And, yeah. and is the older brother there sitting there thinking, I, ha I have no need of repentance. Yep. I have been here all along. I have nothing to grieve over. And the law had not done the work of crushing that older brother. The the law had not like a hammer come down and, and it made him realize that spiritually he was exactly as naked and uh, wasteful and emaciated and pig food eating as his brother who uh, finally realized it by the grace of God. And they came back and the same father is there welcoming them, welcoming, welcoming them into the same family. And, and he says, this is, but this is how it works. <laughs> Repentance is the way that this goes about. Yep. It's at the end of the prodigal son, it's a picture of the wedding supper of the lamb mm -hmm. and the, and the, the repentant brother is restored not by his efforts, but by the good graces of the father. And tragically we are left at the end of that story with the son, the older son outside of the festival, mm -hmm. outside of the feast and the outcome of our repentance in eternity is the wedding supper of the lamb. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. The Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary invites you to their 2024 Seminary Symposium on January 17th through the 19th with featured guest Dr. Joel Bierman. Sessions will cover topics related to Christian ethics, including virtue ethics in the church and the rise and fall of Lutheran pietism. Find information about live stream and in-person registration at flbc.edu slash events. God bless you and have a great week. Thank you.